hands and close your eyes. It's half past midnight, and you're listening to the Ghost Story Guys. Welcome to the Ghost Story Guys. I'm Brennan Store. I'm Ian Gibbs. And this is the show where we talk about spooks, specters, and all the other things watching us from the shadows beyond the campfire. Some conversations only make sense after the sun has set, and this is most definitely one. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 29. And we're coming to you from that tiny mountain cabin you dream about but can never quite reach. How you doing, Ian? I'm doing well, Brennan, and happy birthday to you. Thank you very much. It's a little early, but uh, you celebrated. We you, you, brought, you brought me some, some vegan mousse and some vegan cupcakes. That you couldn't eat. Well, you didn't know. That's fine. <laughs> the problem with vegan shit is that they always make it out of almonds. Yes. Because vegans assume that their magic vegan powers protect them from other allergies. <laughs> well, and, and you got to pack in your protein where you can, I guess. So well, the, yeah, that's it, Get too. that almond yeah, shit no, in there. No, I just have terrible allergies. So, But that other cupcake looks really delicious, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Oh, uh, you should take it home to Nikki. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Show me some brownie points. She's given me cupcakes in the past. So that's true. Merely return the favor. And she's had to put up with me now. I've been gone for 10 days. Yeah. So she's having to put up with me again. So there's like a real adjustment period she's got to get through. Well, like a depressurization kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the house is always so neat. And tidy and quiet. Oh, yeah, and it smells good. It's <laughs> it smells good. I don't know what it is. It just smells good. And then I come home and everything goes to shit. Yeah. So it's- uh, Then the cupcake will help. Don't tell her it's vegan. That would ruin it. <laughs> Just She's like, throws it in the trash. This is weirdly, weirdly dry. Yeah. So you want to divorce then? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is a cold thing you're doing to me. That's right. <laughs> there are easier ways to do this. <laughs> and much kinder. That's right. <laughs> but, but yes, my birthday is creeping up. I will be 35 years old. Which is so great because no one believes that. No, I know. Everyone thinks you, well, we're the same age. We're the same. Which is just <laughs> devastating. Although I did get you good. Uh, you did. On your birthday. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and then and then I actually watched the video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's great. For those, for I'm those like, God you, damn it. For those of you who don't know, uh, Ian, tur- on March 10th, Ian turned- um, 46. 46, that's it. And I was traveling. I was on my way down to Las Vegas. Uh, I was in Calgary Airport, and I recorded a video telling our listeners to wish Ian a happy 50th birthday. Unbelievable. <laughs> a lot of, bless you, thank you so much. I mean, it, it was great of you to do that. It was amazingly sweet of people to say something, but I spent the whole time being like, nope, nope, 46, <laughs> nope. But I did, like you say, I had that wonderful sense of satisfaction knowing that people who see us think we're the same age. So. Well, yeah, that's because I've treated my body like uh, Earth's most horrible playground. <laughs> or amusement park, I guess you'd say. So it's, uh, yeah. No. The devil's stomping ground. Exactly. Just yeah. cramming chicken wings through there yeah. and whiskey Whatever and would get in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, get in and stay down. <laughs> that's right. That was your major diet. Get in and stay, <laughs> stay down. down. So, yeah, I guess the uh, chickens are coming home to roost now. Yeah, huh? exactly. Yeah, full on, uh, I was going to say full on Malcolm X, but no one's going to get that reference. I don't get that reference. Uh, it's fine. Google Malcolm X chickens roosting. You'll get it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> that was from that bizarre historical <laughs> reference. Uh, this episode is obviously coming a little bit late. That's because, again, I've been out of town. I was gone from the 10th to the 20th, yeah. uh, or from the 9th to the 20th, actually. And I'm powerless to do anything on my own. <laughs> that's I know that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. And uh, so this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because we didn't have a ton of prep time. Uh, but for most of it, we're going to be talking about some of the things I saw on my trip and some of the ghostly experiences I had. Yeah, some very cool ones. Including, and you're not going to believe this, but we'll get into it, a trip to Zach Baggins' Haunted Museum in Las Vegas with Shannon uh, from Into the Fray. Who is awesome. Who is great. She but is- Zach, 
is a douche. He, he is not my favorite person. No. Uh, and, but I did go to his museum. And, and he was there. He was. I did not see him. Thank God. That would Thank, have been awkward. Before we went there, Shannon sent me a text and said, sometimes he's there. Sometimes he greets groups. I hope that no. you have to greet him. And I thought that's awful. That would have been amazing. Oh. A picture of him and you with that weird look you get. That would have been so great as you're like painfully trying not to look like you hate the guy. That would have been perfect. Yeah, my hands wrapped around his pencil neck. <laughs> jamming those goofy glasses up his nose. Yeah. See, the, 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 the scary thing is, um, because you know, you and I have been doing this for a year now, just yeah. saying whatever the hell we want without consequence. Cause, right? Because you know, no one listens. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have very few people. You know, well, we have a good, we have a nice listener base, but we're, we're not. You know, I don't worry about Zach Baggins listening to the show. No. But then it occurred to me, he's upstairs. Right. And it's a chance I could meet, and just he, all of a sudden it was very immediate, and I thought, oh. You're like, oh, my words do have consequences. <laughs> Uh-oh. What? <laughs> Spaghetti. Glad you're learning that at 35. 35 <laughs> and 29 episodes into a podcast. That well, and if anybody tags him in it. Uh, well, I mean, we'll tag the Haunted Museum yeah. when we post it because we have to. Yeah. But thankfully, we're safe in Canada now, so he can't get it. I'm sure he's done something. Can't cross running water. No. Yeah. Can't come out in daylight. <laughs> That's right. He'd never make the flight. <laughs> <laughs> he probably, I, I, this is, I'm not, we'll get into it later, but he, given the incredible collection of weird shit he has in that museum, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he had some kind of like Scooby-Doo-esque mystery machine plane yeah, that he flies probably. in alone. <laughs> and so I'm not, you know. Or a gypsy caravan. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, it could be. Takes him through the night. Yeah, exactly. Like, like what's it, the one that goes to Dracula's castle? Yes. None yes. of this would surprise me. No. So. No. Excellent. But, yeah. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about the Museum of Death in Los Angeles. Cool. The Queen Mary, which is docked in off Long Beach. Very cool. And Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. All after the break. We will be right back. And we're back, and we are talking mainly to Brennan tonight right. about his trip because you hit some pretty pretty cool places. Yeah, the the point of the trip was uh, I actually took my mother. My right. mother had never been on a plane. I love She'd that. She'd never been out of the country. Yeah. So uh, we said she left BC uh, a long time ago. Wow. She went to Alberta. Ooh. I don't think she'd been back there in a while. I don't think it counts. Okay, then no. <laughs> then no. So I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to, we've been planning this for about six months. Yeah. And I wanted to get her out of the country and show her some places. Yeah, and I that's thought, awesome. Where would be a good place to start? And I thought, well, Vegas is a great hub. You know, you can fly into there. You can go check out the Grand Canyon. Yeah. You can go to Los Angeles. It's if you very feel, accessible. If you, yeah, exactly. It's, just, it's, it's everywhere. So that's what we did. And then. Did she like Vegas? She loved it. Like it, not everyone loves it. No, no, that's it. And, and to be honest, I don't like Vegas. I don't like the Strip. Right. I've actually developed a real affection for downtown, which right. is north. Yes, I've been there. Um, yeah, old Vegas. You know, it's it's not a place I'd want to spend a lot of walk, time walking. Um, I saw a man poop on the sidewalk there. Yeah, I believe that. that I have that was, no problem yeah, believing that. That was Fremont. Yeah. Yep, so, no, it, it <laughs> seems like that kind it's of place. It's a lot more real. Yes. <laughs> I remember back in 08, uh, the very first time I ever went there, and we ended up at Fremont just as it was closing. And man, as the lights turn off from one end of the street to the other, it's like watching a toilet flush in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and yeah. it was it was alarming. I mean, it, it's actually be. progressed a lot since then. I mean, that was ten years ago. Yeah. Problem with the strip is it's expensive. 
I mean, there are a ton of ghost stories about the Strip, mm-hmm. but I've never had an experience on the Strip, and I always kind of wonder if it's just because it's so busy. I think that's it, because I know for me, even if I'm in a super haunted place, if there's a lot of people there, it kind of dilutes that energy. Yeah, the, I feel it just it doesn't have time to collect. No, no. So you don't really get to feel it. So, okay, so you did Vegas, and then you were off to L.A.? We went to L.A., and the first major attraction we, we went to, and the, and the one that I, I'm going to talk about first, yeah. uh, was the Museum of Death. Fun. Yes, which <laughs> it's on, I believe it's on Sunset, and it originally was opened in San Diego. In I think it was a mortuary that was owned by Wyatt Earp. Very was, cool. Yeah. And now there's one in L.A. and one in New Orleans. Oh, they're a franchise. Apparently, yeah. Nice. It's 18 bucks, and you start off in a little uh, little gift shop area. And the guy told, tells you, he says, the ticket's good all day, but if you get overwhelmed, don't feel bad because he said it happens. Oh, wow. There's a lot of intense stuff in there. Yeah. And he said, just take your time. So what was the most intense thing for you in there? The first room you walk into is literally all serial killer art. Whoa. So there's original John Wayne Gacy paintings. That's deranged. There's correspondence from Gacy from, I think maybe from Dahmer. There's postcards. I I don't remember all the killer's names, but there's original postcards they've made. Wow. Uh, So that's that's intense. And I felt presence in there the second I walked through the curtain. Hmm. And I don't think it's conscious presence. But I think it's the fact it's residual. that you, residual. You've yeah. got all these really, really intense things yeah. in one small place. That makes place. sense. That makes sense. In the next room, they have a, an electric chair. They have a, a Did miniature. you try it out? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I'm fine, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I used it to cook my leftovers. <laughs> yeah, no, they put it on my brain and nothing happened. Weird. Yeah, I know, Just right? sort of a weird echoey sound. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, the hamster that keeps that sweeps up there kind of made a noise. Sorry, um, you're saying. Yeah, no, they have the electric chair. They have a, a severed head. Beautiful antique cabinet with teeth and nails, and above that they have uh, funeral cards. Okay, because yeah. I guess they yeah. used to issue invitations yes, for funerals. Yes, so they have those framed on a wall, and you would keep those as sort of a remembrance of the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I think because I, I mean I know what you're talking about. Those are like the booklets they give out now. No, no, no. They would be the cards originally before the booklets ever. Oh, okay, showed up. okay, yeah, yeah. The funeral cards were what you kept, and if you couldn't go to the funeral, at least you had the card. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and and I think a lot of this stuff comes from estate sales yes. and antique stores because a lot of this stuff was old, like Victorian. You know that, that kind of Victorians era. were all about death. Oh, of course, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. fascinated by death. They were the ones who did the mourning jewelry with the hair woven in. Oh, right, yeah. They were, yeah, they were big into that. That was a huge thing with them. And I believe they had some of that stuff there. Yeah, they had some of that jewelry. Cool. Uh, they also had, you know, how you can have your ashes compressed and yes. diamonds and stuff like yeah. that. They had a few of those. And what do they look like? Are they? I heard they're really shitty diamonds. Well, yeah. I mean, the, you're not going to be wearing this to a movie premiere or something. Oh, what's it's, the point? Well, I don't know. You're weird, I guess. <laughs> I like the idea of just having your, your body turned into like a tree. They have that at Royal Oak now. Oh, do they? Yeah. you. It looks like an, a pod, and they put you in this sort of papery, cardboardy pod in the ground, and they plant a tree on top of it, almost directly touching the pod. Right. And then as the roots go down, the pod disintegrates, and it draws from your body. Nice. I like it. So you can go there and have a green burial there. I would love that. All right. I'll, I'll arrange that. <laughs> yeah, that's you. right. Yeah, get that set up. <laughs> I'm going to outlive you. I promise you I'm going to outlive you. Sure you will. dance on your grave. You look the same age as me. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I won't get into a room by room breakdown, but you know, they had this gorgeous uh, Santa Muerte slash uh, Day of the Dead exhibit. A, a number of animal skulls, you know, elephant, yeah. giraffe. Things like this. They had a whole room delicate, uh, pardon me, dedicated to California crime. 
Oh, wow. So they had... Manson. Uh, Manson. They yeah. had one of uh, Manson's... I believe they had Manson's old guitar. Yeah. They had a bunch of the little figurines. I guess he used to make figurines out of the elastics from his underwear. As you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, as if you're Charles Manson. <laughs> but he would make these figurines, and they're actually quite disturbing. I mean, they're, the ones they had there, I believe, were spiders. Right. And maybe there might have been a scorpion. But just... The, they're just lumpy plastic things, but they're just have an, un, an unnerving aspect to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. It's such a, a huge collection. Yeah. You, I, I'm not surprised people take the whole day. Well, there's, uh, I mean, I, I am kind of into that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm interested in that sort of thing, the way we deal with death, right. I guess, sociologically. There's a website called findadeath.com. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No. It's by this guy named Scott. He runs, um, uh, one of our listeners, Pete, works for Scott. Oh, really? He runs, he, he runs um, a Dearly Departed tour. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and Pete works for him. Anyway, Find a Death. I've been reading Find a Death for probably at least 10, 15 years. Oh, okay. Um, and it's got the last stories of famous people. So, like, the death of Clark Gable, the death of, you know, uh, River Phoenix. They've, they, he's oh, got all of this, and he's got a lot of cool pictures, and he's also very, very funny. So, you can really tell when he doesn't like somebody, like, the death of Queen uh, Prince Margaret. Hilarious. Oh, really? Oh, my God. So <laughs> funny. So um, you might want to put that in the show notes, actually. Yeah, I will. We'll, link, we'll, we'll link that in the show notes. I'm, I'm really hoping to get back to L.A. I'm hoping that uh, things kind of go my way later this year, and I'll be able to go back down there. Cool. I love hanging out in L.A. Yeah. So Museum of Death, and then what else did you do? Saturday, we moved out to Long Beach right. and the Queen Mary. Now, of course, the Queen Mary is an ocean liner that you you know. But I've always a, wanted to see yeah, it, yeah. actually. And just in case anyone in our audience doesn't know, the Queen Mary is an ocean liner uh, built by, I believe it's the Cunard Company. Is that how it's pronounced? Cunard. Cunard. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the 1930s. Uh, it was converted f- uh, to be a troop ship during the Second World War and then converted back to an ocean liner. Right. And now it's permanently docked in Long Beach. And it's a hotel. They do historical tours. And, of course, it's rumored to be very haunted, so mm-hmm. they do ghost tours. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I believe Casey actually mentioned that she had done the the Past Glory Tour or something like that, which is the more historical tour. Right. And so she had said that her experience on the ship was there was no activity. Right. So we, as I said, we set up a night there. And I, I actually, for the record, I don't recommend you stay overnight. It is quite expensive. Well, you were telling me like all kinds of surprise costs. Yeah, yeah. Just I, like a real cruise ship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I booked the room for one fifty nine, and then you get there, and there's a sign on the on the uh, on the desk for about a sixteen ninety five fee for Wi Fi and fitness center. Right. And then they charge you twenty two dollars a night for parking. Right. So, so. I think it was two hundred and went from one hundred and fifty nine to with tax and all these fees two hundred and forty, and that's U S. Wow. So that's substantial. That's a lot. For us. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. But the ship itself is is incredible, and our room was on the main deck. And the way the way the, the, the place functions is, is, as I said, it's permanently docked in Long Beach Harbor. Right. But there is a separate structure that it's sort of um, connected to, yeah. which has the elevators. And right. And it's, it's also where the smoking area. Right. And there's also a smoking area up top, but primarily that's- Which would be important for your mom. Exactly. She does <laughs> like it so so you go up to the third floor on the exterior, the sort of the outside building. Can I go across the gangplank to the the main lobby? The main staircase is opposite the check-in desk, right? And it's all finished in this you know very uh, you know, highly lacquered wood, very very old world sort right. of charm. You know, you get really takes you back. Right. You know, it's it's not hard to imagine it in in you know as a cruise ship. Yeah. So we decide drop the stuff, and then instead of heading back to the main lobby, which is still full of people. We start walking around the other way. And, of course, the thing I learned, which I did not realize, is if you're going to stay there but you want to do a tour, you have to book the tour when you book the room. 
Oh. Yes, because we we missed. They were all booked. Right. Except wow. for, I think for some $85 stupid ghost hunting thing, <laughs> which I'd rather set myself on fire yeah, than do. Pretty much, no. We, we got to the, the back steps, and the back steps were the first place where I felt something. Hmm. It wasn't dramatic, but I stepped on, I, I, I stepped on the, the bottom step. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I got dizzy. That's yeah, got, when you're triggered, yeah. Yeah, at the Museum yeah. of Death. Yeah. Um, I remember there's a bird, there used to be the Bird of Paradise pub here. Right, yeah. Happened there. Is it gone? Yeah. it's uh, It's been gone for a while. It's uh, just a full-on, it's just liquor store now. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, it was in trouble for a yeah, long oh, time. Yeah, it was a dump. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> Local color. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we stepped on the, and, and then I realized the air felt different. The air felt yes. very heavy and my yeah. skin just prickled. Yeah, that's into, a pretty good indicator. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first indication, and I thought, okay, so there is something here. But again, it felt, it felt like like energy instead of rather than something conscious. Yeah, I didn't encounter something conscious until later that night, hmm. or what I think was conscious. Right. So we again, we've been exploring the ship, walking around, and Catherine, who regularly writes in, she said that she'd been on the ship and she felt really creeped out in what's called the isolation ward. Right. And that is sort of inside the ship, but you reach it via the exterior deck. Okay. And that is where they put people who were sick. Right, yeah. And I mean, it, it's a very creepy stairwell. Yeah. You know, it's very metal, it's dirty, and there's a bottom part that's sort of blocked off you can't get into. So I can understand why it would feel creepy. Yeah. I, I didn't feel anything there, but about, I want to say about 10 o'clock, 10 or 11 o'clock, we're walking around. And I don't even remember how we got to this particular part of the ship or where it was. But there was an alcove, maybe about 50 feet long and about 10 feet deep. But the, the alcove was bisected by a pillar. Right. And on one side of the pillar, it was open. You could see the window. On the other side of the pillar was a black velvet curtain on a frame. Right. And I've discovered that when I notice something, when it's, when, I, when, I, when something makes, when I, be, I become aware of something for no apparent reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. We, we did a ghost tour in Vancouver a couple weeks ago. and As good as mine. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, no. I wasn't for sure. A no, I know. No, no, no. Bless them. You know, they. they it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Yeah. But I prefer. I, I prefer the the tour here. Yeah. Uh, but they were talking about some alley, and I thought, oh, this is a bunch of bullshit. But I kept noticing this door at the far end. Right. And that was the next stop. Oh wow! And it turned out to be Blood Alley. Oh. I don't know about Blood Alley. It's, well, the funny thing is, um, so we're diverging here, but this is in this is in Vancouver, just across the water from where we are. Uh, Blood Alley's in Gastown, which is old Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, what's funny is, again, it's called Blood Alley, and the guy told us they actually named it that to give it local color. <laughs> yeah. But then she That's tried funny. to backtrack and say, what? There is some indication they may have called it that earlier. And I thought, no, 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 no. No, no. You already blew it. Yeah. You yeah. can't have it both no. ways. And as I said, we were standing there listening to the tour, and then I just, I kept looking. At this 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 door into the alley, and sure enough, the and the alley feels dangerous. Yeah, it feels unsettled. Yeah, and I thought this is not. I mean, there were people around, but it just feels like the kind of place where things can happen to you. Yes, and I thought you I would not it. catch me walking here. Getting back to the point, it, Blood Alley caught my attention before I even knew it was Blood Alley, and this velvet curtain on the Queen Mary it was the same thing caught my attention. Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's cool. I want to see what's behind it. So I got closer and closer to it. Now. I don't. You haven't seen Twin Peaks, have you? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. So the the newest season of Twin Peaks, uh, which was aired like twenty five years after the original, right, was a lot darker and more frightening. Okay. Than the original. Okay. And it actually there there is this thing David Lynch does where he I think he uses low frequencies and kind of slow camera movement to build tension. Okay. Yeah. And as I walked towards this black curtain, that's the feeling I got. I got this feeling of increasing tension. Wow. 
as though I was almost like you're walking neck like closer to a, a transformer, a transformer. transformer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I get it. Yeah, and it just started like clutching my chest, and I, yeah. I was almost gonna go through the curtain, and I just got this real sense of no, what are you doing? Yeah, back off. So I, I backed off, and then uh, you know my mother had been exploring, and yeah. then she came up around me, and I said, you know, I said, well, she she wanted to go look in the alcove on the other side of the pillar, and I tell you, man, we stepped across that line, past the pillar, nowhere near the area behind the curtain. But I was suddenly filled with the certainty that we were trespassing and we were not welcome. Wow. I actually put my arm out in front of her, yeah. stopped her from like going Like a soccer mom grabbing yeah, the car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I said, no, we just walk backwards. Wow. And we walked back. Like it literally felt, don't turn your back on it. Walk backwards. And your mom didn't question that? Nope. She felt it too. She eh? felt it. She, well, no, she didn't feel it. She just trusted me. Oh, that's good. And what's interesting is um, she doesn't normally feel these things. She's yeah. had a, f- a few things happen. But the, the story I'm going to get to is all her. Yeah. And it surprised even her. Right. We stepped backwards and we went back up the steps. But I felt something right behind me until I got up to the next floor. I have experienced that where they're almost like making sure. Exactly. You're leaving. And because you did almost trespass, they feel perfectly within their rights to follow you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. it was uh, it was unnerving. Yeah, it would be. So the, the third and final thing that happened on the Queen Mary was down near the bottom. Apparently there is a Titanic exhibit. On a boat. On a boat. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and then we're going to be showing airplane <clears throat> or airport 77 is our in-flight on the way. Yeah, on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Double feature. As we serve dinner. Of course. <laughs> but right, so we went down to the bottom floor to check out this Titanic exhibit. Of course it was closed. There was also two weddings, a hundred year old, a hundred year birthday party, and a ninety year birthday party on the ship that night. Holy cow! It was crazy busy, and so the bottom floor was where one of the weddings was being held. The second was on the top deck, and there were these young Korean men in beautifully tailored suits, stumbling around, very drunk. Yeah, it was a, it's an incredible juxtaposition. So we're we're walking around exploring, kind of weaving our way between these guys, all of whom were very sweet. You know, no no one was at all aggressive. So we're walking down one hallway, which is indistinguishable from the dozens of other hallways we've walked down. And, yeah. and at this point, we've been walking around the ship for six hours. Yeah. yeah. So nothing is no. th- nothing looks that unusual. No. All of a sudden, my mother, she's right next to me, and all of a sudden she blurts out, we shouldn't go down there. It wasn't even in a tone of voice she normally uses. Right. And I looked at her, and she looked shocked. She said, I don't know why I just said that. Wow. And I said, oh, well, we won't go down there then. Yeah, must be a reason. And she kind of stopped for a second and she goes, let's just get off this floor. Wow. And that well, was it. I mean, nothing. And it's dr- like, okay. Yeah. Woke up. And then, so that day we drove back across the desert to Las Vegas. Right. Where I had planned to meet up with Shannon from mm-hmm. Into the Fray. Mm-hmm. And we had kind of discussed what we were going to do. We were going to get some food or maybe have a drink. Of course, on this show, I have made no, seek, no bones about my thoughts on Zach Baggins. Right. I think Ghost Adventures is a pile of shit. Yeah. I think they promote... Bad information. And bad ghost hunting. Bad ghost hunting, bad information. Yeah. I mean, I know he has backpedaled on sort of his more provocative stuff. He's talked about how he regrets. Well, he's I, from what I understand, he's sort of paying for that now. Like spiritually, he's paying for that. Oh, now. totally, yeah. yeah. And that actually comes up in the tour. Oh, okay. Um, everything is a portal to hell with that guy. Someone cuts him off in traffic. Oh, well, that's, that's portal a de- to hell. That's a demon yeah, straight right. from a portal, you know? I, I've talked a lot of smack about Baggins. We both have on this yeah. on the show. I haven't. Uh, you bullshit. <laughs> Ass kisser. I respect never, everyone in the field. Yeah. Yeah, just like I do. <laughs> 
But uh, I thought, okay, he's got this haunted museum in Vegas. They just opened in October. You got to check it out. I would have done the same I got to check it out. Yeah. You Especially know. with Shannon. That's it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Someone who's into it as well. Exactly. Come on. I, th- I thought it would be perfect. Yeah. So we we decided to, to meet up there. And the, the, the museum itself is an 11,000 square foot old school Vegas mansion. Wow. Originally owned by, I think, the Wengert family. That's cool. And, and I will say this right now before I say anything else. I think Zach Baggins is a goober. Uh-huh. I don't like his show. I think he does more harm than good. Yeah. But that friggin' museum is cool as f***. Wow. Yep, that guy. I wonder if they'll put that on the brochure. <laughs> yeah, cool as f***. I think Zach's a doofus, but his museum <laughs> is cool as f- <laughs> But uh, no, it genuinely is. I mean, the tour is 90 minutes. It's not cheap. It's 44 US. Yeah. But that place, hey- he is like the Willy Wonka of weird, creepy shit. <laughs> he he has used, because the, the, the building was under construction for quite some time. Right. And once you're in there, you can tell why. Right. It looks like it looks like horseshit from the outside. From right. the outside, it looks like an abandoned building. Right. But inside, he has assembled the most impressive array of crap I've ever seen. Cool. And I mean, the Museum of Death, though it was not my bag, yeah. was very impressive. Yeah. This was... I would say on a par for different wow, reasons, nice. but on a par. Yeah. He has this just, oh, I'm trying to think of where to start. I mean, you, you, you begin the tour. The, the thing to tell you is again, no, no phones, no photography, yeah, no ghost hunting on the tour. Right. No trying to, which is you. ironic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you start off in like this, in sort of a, the entry area where you have to show your ID because yeah. they don't let, let anyone under 16 in. Yeah, because you look under 16. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and if you're- Seniors discount, sir. That's right. <laughs> no one under 18 is allowed in unaccompanied. Right. And no one under 16 is allowed, period. Right. You, you wait in the room and then you have a guide come out. And the whole, as I said, the whole thing is a guided tour. And I think there's a bit of a disconnect because each of the rooms has these little info placards. Right. Which it is too dark- and you have no time to read. Right. So, and, and the guide speaks very quickly and you don't have much time in each room. So I, I think that is something, and I guess because they're open in October, they're still figuring the shit out. Sure. Uh, so that's that's a downside. But the, the guide talks to you. Um, we had Stacia and she was, she was really good. I mean, she good. was no bullshit. Uh, yeah. The thing I appreciated, she didn't try to- <clears throat> Creep it up. Didn't try to creep it up. I hate that. Yeah, 100%. And now, when I heard about this place, and I heard oh, it's creepy dolls, I thought, well, who gives a shit? Anyone can buy creepy dolls. Yeah. But they're creepy antique dolls. Okay. And that I respect. Creepy for a reason. Creepy for a reason. Yes. They're creepy antique dolls. And a lot of the stuff in there is antique. Right. He's really into the carnival. He's oh, really- okay. So he's got a lot of antique carnival stuff. Yeah. One- Makes sense. I mean, he's kind of a carny type. That Well, that's not- Yeah, no. I mean, you joke, but it's yeah, true. I mean, yeah. he's- Essentially, a modern carny. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. just as full of shit as yeah. a lot of the carnival barkers. Exactly. And on that level, only on that level, do I respect him. Oh, because he is good. So at let that. me get this straight: you respect Zach Baggins in a very limited capacity. Let that be clear. But the real point here is you respect. Zach I edit Baggins. the show, and I will determine what this sounds like <laughs> in a limited capacity. <laughs> Brandon respects Zach Baggins. Take that back. <laughs> I need you to hashtag that in the show notes. <laughs> hashtag Brandon respects. Hashtag Baggins. this. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, and, and it's it's a lot of antique stuff. I mean, upstairs he has a lot of specifically carnival stuff, right? Including this really cool. I don't know what you'd call it. It's not a diorama, but it's all, it's like a display, massive display, bigger than a bigger than a huge dinner, dining table, it, right? But with all these 
motorized carny figurines. Oh, wow. Cool. And I believe they're all antique. And haunted? Oh, probably. <laughs> then we'll get to that. Okay. My biggest beef, before we get into the specifics of it, with the place was, again, you don't have a lot of time. Yeah. And when you're looking at all these, again, antique skulls, antique dolls, you want to have time to examine them. You know, he, uh, but you just, you just don't. And, and I think, again, that's something they'll hammer out. Yeah. But um, the other thing is the smells. They pump in scents. And, uh, and you were saying that this is something museums are doing. Museums are, some are. Um, hotels have been doing it for years. Of course. Um, they have signature scents when you walk in the lobby. So it makes you feel like you're quote unquote home. Right. Um, but museums are trying to do this. And I know movie theaters experimented with this in the 50s and 60s. Um, Smell-O-Vision. Some, uh, right? There's one company called 4DX yes. that's trying something like this now. Right. But I don't know if smell is a big part of it. I if, know there if, were scratch and sniff things for a while recently. Right. But I feel like audiences didn't take to well, it. If you go to Disney World um, in California, they have, or Disneyland, I always get the mix. Disneyland in California. Okay. Um, They have the movie theaters where they, um, something pumps on the back of your legs and air is blown on the back of your neck and it smells and it's all kind of tied to that. So yeah, that's too bad that he's using that though. The basement is off limits because apparently there is a lot of activity down there, Mm. according to them. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to say that. Great way to keep people out until they put the restaurant in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Baggins Cafe. (laughs) The Hobbit Hole. (laughs) The Hobbit Hole. That's terrible. (laughs) But, uh, so we, we, we went, yeah, we did downstairs and then they take you upstairs and upstairs they, before we went up. She, the, their guide, Stacia, she said, just so you know, you know, once we're upstairs, there's a very particular path I need you to take right. and I need you to listen because there are sensitive displays upstairs that could be an issue for everyone. Wow. So it's a good, it's a good line, right? Yeah, yeah. And, but again, now I walked into this thinking, okay, I, I, I walked into this expecting to hate the place yeah. and it, by this point I'm surprised that I don't. Yeah. I, I'm very impressed by the amount of stuff he has there. Like, but actually, before I get to the ghosts, I got to say there are two rooms that I think deserve special mention. One is a prison cell. Now, it's it's bear in mind this is an eleven thousand square foot old school mansion. He has renovated one room to look like a, the interior of a prison cell, complete with cinder block walls wow. and steel bars. Okay. And in there is is his serial killer stuff. Oh, cool. So he's got a shirt from Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker. Yep. I believe he's got one of Manson, um, Charles Manson shirts. He has more of those plastic things I was telling you about, the pieces of art yep, Manson yep, has. Yep, yep. He has Manson's dentures. Ew. Yeah. And I believe there was a serial killer who, who killed people wearing a Santa suit. Okay. And he has the suit Urgh. in a glass case. Creepy. Yeah. And there's other stuff. Again, there's more Gacy art, yep. uh, general art. He has the Hollywood Division um, mugshot chair. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he bought that. And he's got, uh, it's set, the, the number, the file number is O.J. Simpson. Nice. Because you can match it on the wall. Yes. And they were, jo- she was saying, uh, Stacia was saying, they joke that we're not sure what we're going to do if OG ever comes here because he spends a lot of time in Vegas. Now. Uh, he does. Yeah, that's right. And so if he ever comes here, we're going to have to run upstairs, change it, change it, change it. <laughs> uh, so that was impressive. But even more impressive uh, was a room on the first floor, which when you walk inside is constructed to, it's a two-story replica of the interior of Ed Gein's barn. Ooh. Yeah, and of course, Ed Gein was serial killer, very famous for building a suit out of he women. He spawned- um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, a whole of, bunch of them. Silence of the Lambs. Lambs. Like, he spawned a bunch yeah. of them. Yeah. And this this looked like the interior of a barn. Like, all of a sudden, you Creepy. walk from a house inside a barn. That's cool. They had a steeple roof, had uh, or a peaked roof, yeah. had um, sort of timbered walls, and it looked like moonlight was coming through the, the, the splits cool. of the boards. Very cool. And in the middle of the room, he had Ed Gein's actual cauldron that he used to boil oh, Jesus. the parts in, in a glass case. 
And on the wall was his shovel. Yikes. So, yeah, I mean, you can tell, and this, again, this is the level on which I, I, it nauseates me to say that I respect Zach Baggins. There is a need. Say what? What did you say? Shut up, you. (laughs) Just because you bought me some moose doesn't mean I'm going to put up with your shit. (laughs) But uh, an enormous amount of care, attention, and passion has been put into constructing this place. Good. And it, he's nailed the details. Good. It That's looks good. incredible. Yeah. So now we're going to get to the stuff that I think is bullshit. Right. Uh, and that is upstairs. There's the clown maze. Right. Which is- A clown maze. Yeah. So it's, it's not really a maze. It's just like a labyrinth. Right. But the clown's everywhere. Sometimes they pop out at you. That's not cool. I'm not down with that no, crap. Thankfully, no. I was walking just behind this couple. Yeah. And uh, the, so it jumped out on them first. And you watched them shit themselves? Exactly. Yeah. But I didn't have to look like an asshole in front of Shane. Excellent. So. That's the most important Yeah, part. yeah, yeah. But it was there, the vape stuff was so strong. Right. And it was clearly meant to smell like the circus, like the saw and popcorn, or sawdust and popcorn. And you, you got Elephant to, dung. It, it, that would have been more pleasant. Because <laughs> it, it was just like walking through a vape lounge. Yeah. It was, it was so intense. Looking around, well, where are the douche? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's upstairs. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that, that was that. And then the f- there were three rooms, which the guy described to us as being uh, 18 only. Okay. 18 plus. And those rooms- I can just see you like, oh, yeah. That's right. Let's, <laughs> let's do this thing. Finally. But those rooms, she said, these are really intense rooms. The artifacts in them are very powerful. And I thought, yeah, bullshit, bullshit, yeah. bullshit. Because I, I did actually feel dizzy when I stepped into the house. So again, right. I do feel like there was something there. Yeah. Uh, and again, with that collection of crap- Of course there's, there's going to be, be residual stuff. Absolutely. So I wasn't expecting anything conscious. And the first 18 plus exhibit- uh, it didn't do anything to convince me because convince me otherwise right. because she said we've had a lot of activity in this room. We well, you know it was in that room, hmm. the Dybbuk box. Oh, the original Dybbuk box. Wow, he bought it from Jason Haxton. Yeah. Now, for those of you who don't know the story that we actually considered doing an episode on this, but we decided not to because it's just bullshit. Um, <laughs> but basically, the Dybbuk box is a wine cabinet which is used for a particular Jewish ceremony yeah. that is alleged to hold the spirit of this Jewish demon called the Dybbuk. And there's a whole story behind it, how this elderly Jewish woman was pursued by a demon from the camps, concentration camps during the Second World War, and how she imprisoned it in this box. And then the box was sold at auction and all this crap. Right. And eventually a guy named Kevin Manis, he s- described all this trail of misery that happened to him after buying this box. He put it on eBay. And yeah, that's, thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's where the legend begins. But right. I have the book written by Jason Haxton, and it's it's out of print now. Right. I bought a, I managed to track down a used copy. And I think it's very telling because the truth is out of print. Right. You want yes. to read the bullshit story, the LA Times article is online. Right. They made a movie out of it called The Possession. It's terrible. Oh, In the book, Jason Haxton says he discovered it's not true. Right. He managed to, because he bought this thing, and he was having experiences but he tried to press Kevin Manis. He actually went to Port. I believe Manis lives in Portland. Right. So he went there and said, "Like, where did you buy this from? Show me where the yard sale was you bought it from." And he forgot where the house was. Uh-huh. And eventually, Manis revealed to him, "Okay, I made the whole thing up as an experiment." Oh my god! It's just I like all that crap in there. I put in there. I made. I put the box together. But by that point, such a legend had built up around him. Like Slenderman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one remembered that part. Yeah. And so, according to the book, Haxton had put this thing in like some kind of secure storage, you know, with surrounded by gold to reflect back the evil rays. And salt. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. So Zach bought it from him and it has its own room. And so the Dybbuk box is sitting on a pedestal surrounded by glass, surrounded by a circle of salt. Right. And on the wall 
Um, it, the wall's black. Behind it are uh, these holes in it. There are red lights behind it. Right. It's subtle. Right. And there's these protection prayers right. all over the walls because it's so powerful. Right. And there's this murmuring over all of it. And supposedly that's a Jewish prayer being spoken to keep the demon at bay. Clever. And I have felt more in gay bars <laughs> than I did in this place. So not so Nothing stirred, not even a mouse. No. It, was, it was just nothing. And I, and so what was the other place? Well, I'm, I'm in the presence of this this most powerful demonic thing, and I, right. there's nothing is happening. Something okay, this is this is crap. So then we we continue, and the next room is the next eighteen plus room is Peggy, the haunted doll. Right. And <clears throat> the, the stage of the guide, she did the same thing. She said, this is an 18-plus room. You don't have to go in if you don't want to. And the weirdest thing happened. Hmm. I thought to myself, I don't want to go in there. Hmm. I thought, no, I'm being stupid. This whole place is crap. I mean, I just stood in the presence of the Dybbuk box, one of the most yeah, powerful yeah, yeah, artifacts yeah, yeah. of the modern era. Yeah. And I was bored. Yeah. So there, you know, but I thought, I'm being stupid. So I, I went in. Yeah. And the way she said it is, she said, Peggy is very active, and she said, you, we like it. she likes it when you say hello and when you say goodbye. So everyone make sure you say hello, make sure you say goodbye. We walked in, and Peggy is in just like, just like a, one of those, almost like one of those American girl dolls. Yeah. Uh, standing in a hutch about six feet away from where you walk in. You can't right. actually reach her. Right. And in front of her, they have one of those stupid ghost boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they cycle through yeah. radio stations. Yeah. And so it's just noise. Yeah. So we're looking at this thing, and everyone says, hi, Peggy, hi, Peggy, you know. And this station, she started asking questions. And you get little, there, you would get little bits of stuff, yeah. little like, yeah. dr- dr- little voices, nothing yeah. nothing concrete. And she said, does anyone have any questions for Peggy? Well, between the, the stations changing all the time, because it's quite loud, and everyone, everyone talking, if anyone asked questions, you couldn't understand a damn thing. No. So I, I kind of tuned out. So then it was time to leave. We all said good, but bye, Peggy. Yeah. And we started walking out the door. I was one of the last people to leave. And just as I'm stepping out the door, the radio cycles through stations yeah. and I hear Brennan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I step out of the room and I thought, did I hear that? Did I hear that? Yeah. And I'm standing there and Stacia, she's looking around. She goes, did anyone hear that at the end? It kind of sounded like Brennan. And I said, I put up my hand. I said, my name's Brennan. And she said, oh, well, she's been doing names today. So that makes sense. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah, well, I guess. <clears throat> Creepy. And as we walked to the next room, Shannon said to me, she said, you know, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be the first one to say anything, but I heard that too. Yeah. And I just kind of kept it to myself. That's cool. Yeah. And what's fascinating too is I was exhausted after that. Yeah. As soon as I left that room, it was just like the air went out of me. Wow. So we did the rest of the tour. We go back yeah. downstairs yeah. and there's one final 18 plus room. It's the last room on the tour. And our guide said, not only is this optional for customers, this is optional for employees. And she said, I'm not going in there. So it's in there. Well, Zach Baggins. That's right. <laughs> it's too horrible. <laughs> Who wants to have a conversation with me? <laughs> I have lots of anecdotes. Look at my giant glasses. <laughs> Your opinions don't matter to me. No, nor does fact. <laughs> yeah, <they'll... laughs> yeah. No, so it's really a myth. I don't know the story because I don't follow Zach Baggins at all, apart from knowing he has a haunted museum and right. disliking his television show right. in his face. Yeah. Um, but apparently he just released a documentary called Demon House. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the house he bought somewhere in the States. In Indiana, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, apparently, again, it's one other portal to hell, Jack, 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 Jack. 
there were murders there, things like this. And I guess he brought one of the staircases. Okay. And some of the dirt. Yeah. To here. And so that's in that room. And according to them, while he was there, he saw a shadow figure so powerful, it damaged his vision, and that's why he wears glasses. Really? The court, that's what they said, yes. Not the fact that he's pushing 40. No, 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 no. Nothing to do with that. No. We're, so you didn't go in there? So no, I, I looked at the room and I had a, I had the same feeling. And after the other so one- why'd I, you puss out? Uh, that's why. <laughs> that's yeah. why I pushed out, because yeah. I don't want that yet. I- th- I th- I thought to myself, no, I'm, I'm not, no, I, I really don't want to go in there. Yeah. And I'm, this time I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. So uh, I haven't actually had a chance to talk to Shannon to see what her experience was in there. But then you haven't had a chance. You were with her. I know, but we were talking about other stuff. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Yes, I know. Uh-huh. But I'm very handsome, so it balances. Uh, Yeah, that's it. Good answer. Good, Good answer. answer. Good You're stuck answer. in a room with me, Gibbs. Good answer. <laughs> I have plastic forks within reach. <laughs> Okay, so so anyways, the the room it's a small room. It's um got all the crap in it, and they only let five people in at a time. Right, and you have to close the door behind you once you go in. Right. Um. So anyways, they all went in there, but one time they opened the door, I looked in, and I found it really unpleasant to look in there. Hmm. It just look. It, it's it reminded me of this building I used to next door to the one I used to live in. Yeah. Up on the third floor, there was just this one this one stretch of the hallway. It was like smoke, yeah, but there was no smoke, right? And it was unpleasant to look at, yeah. It was like that, yeah. And then he actually has a replica of the thing he claims to have seen in there, mm. and it's also it's just a shadow shape, but it's quite disturbing, yeah. Just to, I don't know, there's something either he's expertly designed this thing to be unsettling to the eye, or pardon me, he's paid someone to expertly yeah, design let's it. Be real, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but whatever the case, it was genuinely unsettling. Wow. Okay. And that whole room I just found, and I, like I said, I was so wiped out Yeah. after, uh, Peggy, I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not, no, screw it. Good to know. So yeah, so that was, that was a haunted tour. And again, cool. I was shocked, genuinely shocked that I enjoyed it and that I actually had an experience there. Yeah, absolutely. And, That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, Shannon was, we were joking afterwards, we went for a drink at Stratosphere and she was joking that, uh. You know, she doesn't have experiences. Right. So this was sort of novel for her because right. she's not normally around these things when they happen. <laughs> so it was uh, it was a whole thing. And again, I was I was surprised. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. So that's the story of the Museum of Death, uh, the Queen Mary, and Zach Baggins on a museum. It's a pretty good trip. Yeah, it was a good trip. Yeah, that's I'm, awesome. I'm glad to be back. I'm yeah. fighting off a bit of a bug, but no, uh, no. I, I'm, I'm made of stern stuff. And I have nothing to do for the next couple of days, so I'm just going to chill out. Perfect. My birthday on Saturday. Yay. Yeah, that's it. All right, we'll be right back with some quick listener mail. Welcome back. All right, so that was sort of off the cuff uh, discussion of my my trip down through the states. It sounds amazing. It was a great time. Yeah, I uh, say so I hope to get back to LA soon. Uh, speaking of which, we did try and sort of do the meet and greet thing, but it was really last minute that I put it up. So I, I'm I don't expect anyone to actually turn up. Yeah, uh, it was because I was traveling with someone. I yeah. just couldn't guarantee. 
too far in advance when I was going to be where. No. But uh, I know, say, if I do end up down in the States, uh, in LA again, which again, I hope to be, I know Pete wrote in, he said he was yeah. sorry to have missed yeah. us. So um, yeah, next time I'm down there, I will make a point of advertising that better in advance. Cool. And, and picking a better spot, because I didn't realize how busy the Burger King, or sorry, the In-N-Out Burger on Sunset is. Oh. That place is constantly In-N-Out busy. In-N-Out Burger's amazing. It's so good. I love it. So good. I, I had a double burger while I was sitting there waiting. Right. Only one? Uh, no, I had two. <laughs> <laughs> I did have two. Uh, but uh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. But like I said, the, the lineup was constant. I, I, you had to kind of jockey for tables. Pretty so nice. I, I couldn't have picked a worse place if I'd picked a traffic island in the middle of I-5. Good to know. So next there time I will pick a better spot. Uh, so we're going to get into a little bit of listener mail before mm-hmm. we go. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. Uh, we actually had two sets of emails from people who were surprised at how we looked. I know. Which was funny how that worked out. It's weird because that's never come up, actually. No, I know. Until. We had uh, one from Samuel yeah. who said, uh, anytime I listen to a podcast, I get a mental image of the hosts that are always 100% wrong. This is the image <laughs> I get whenever I listen to y'all's sh- amazing show. And uh, I believe you are the. Uh, Elderly the, black man? Uh, he's, yeah, he, I believe this is from The Mummy. Oh no, that's a that's a DVD player in the background. But I believe he was in the Mummy. He played okay. like an old scholar or something. Yeah. And I'm the Jake from State Farm guy. <laughs> I think that's what that's meant to. I be. prefer my character. Yeah. Oh, I prefer your character too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have been a sad cubicle warrior. Yeah. You look like yeah. That picture is a very cubicle warrior. Yeah. We also had an email from Travis who said, uh, "I'm a delivery driver and I've binged almost all the episodes. Ian looks nothing like I expected." And Brennan. Dot, dot, dot. That's all I get. <laughs> I get an ellipsis. All right. That's fine. Yes. Yes. Thanks and, for that. Uh, we had an email from Rachel who shared a story with us about an antique radio that her parents bought when she was a kid. And uh, really cool story, Rachel. Thank yeah, you for sending it. And absolutely. again, we'll tell that on a on a listener story episode upcoming. Yep. Uh, we had a couple messages from Emily talking about the fairies. She has a connection to the fairies, mm-hmm. which I thought was really fascinating. Of course, we did a fairy episode for episode 26. Yep. It's always fascinating for me when I meet someone who has a connection to that world. Yeah. I know uh, Shannon did an episode on a woman, I think Pam was her name, and we talked a little bit about that. And, and I think Pam's story is very, very affecting. Cool. Uh, definitely worth checking out. And Emily also followed up with uh, another email of uh, personal stories. And again, we're going to be telling those, but uh, thank you so much for writing in, Emily. Definitely. Amy wrote in to say that she always looks forward to every episode and that her coworkers think she's a spaz because she laughs uncontrollably like a maniac uh, <laughs> during the Annabelle slash Heart of Bullshit episode. <laughs> so that's great. So uh, Winter wrote us back to say that she had another experience, which uh, may be a dream, maybe an actual experience. It's hard to say, or a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thank you for writing in, Winter. And uh, we are going to be, again, using that on a future episode. On the dream episode? Oh, the dream episode. Is really just a dream? <laughs> It's all that we see and see, uh, yeah. but a dream episode within a dream. <laughs> Amanda wrote in to say that she had a crazy experience uh, the Sunday before she wrote. Again, thank you so much for le- keeping us up to date on the activity in your place, Amanda. And like I said, we'll share it all on, on uh, a listener episode. Yeah. We we actually are collecting a huge volume. Of I was going to say, I think we need to do a listener episode the next couple of Yeah, shows. I'm, I'm thinking so yeah. too. And I think we had one more email. Nope, we don't. That's it. Yay. Game over. All right. right. So I think we're going to head out. It's getting late. But yep. uh, thanks, as, thank you, as always, for listening. We always appreciate it. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, everywhere else you can rate podcasts. Yeah. Put in a rating for us. It just helps get more eyes on the show. Yeah, and do share us on Facebook, that kind of thing, even if 
people are leaving Facebook in droves now. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, I don't blame them. Yeah, but do share and uh, and spread that around because that helps a lot. Totally, and uh, you know, feel free if you want to friend us on Facebook. That's fine. I, I don't. Neither of us post very much no. publicly, but please feel free to friend us. You can find me on Twitter at largely the truth and on Instagram at largely the truth. Ian is, uh, we do have a Twitter account for the ghost story guys. We don't use it very much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Ian is not on social media apart from here. So, uh, well, Facebook, oh, part on Facebook. Yeah. Pardon me. Wow. Part on Facebook. And I do have Instagram. I just never use it. I think that counts as not being there. Oh yeah. And Twitter, which I never, never use. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, and I even have a Pinterest board, which I've never used. Tell us more about the things you've <laughs> never done. Jesus. <laughs> Well, you know, I've never been on Vero, so I'm not on there. Uh, I've never been on FetLife. Oh, wait, no, there was that time. Okay, never mind. Ian, you've got a book signing coming up. A uh, book signing at the end of the month at the Indigo store in West Shore Mall. Right, so that's on in Langford. March, 30... March 31st, I want to say. Yes, March 31st. Yeah. From? Noon till 2. Right, okay. At the I end... think. And then uh, my book's getting republished. That's exciting. Oh, of course. Yeah, tell us about that. that well, it's getting republished. That's pretty much yeah, all there is. They sold them all out. Now second edition. Second edition. And um, the other thing that's happening is this summer, Brennan and I oh, yes. will have a presence along with ghost famous author Barbara Smith, who's done over 30 ghost books. Who's pretty cool. She is very cool. The three of us are going to have a book table at the Sydney Market in Sydney, B.C., um, it's awesome. It's a great market. Brandon's never been, but I was just telling him all about the food. I can't wait. So I knew he would be intrigued. Um, and we're going to be there once a month for June, July, and August. Totally. So and we'll, we'll, we'll we will the, publish the dates. We'll put the dates up beforehand. When we got them. And yeah. please come and say hi. Totally. Bring friends, bring cash, buy a book. That's right. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting there at a very expensive table for absolutely no reason. Our and I got to order yeah. more books, so oh, I got to yeah. pay for that too. So Yeah, yeah. you do. Bring money. <laughs> bring money. <laughs> bring adulation. Although man. I take credit cards, Brandon doesn't. Oh, yeah. I, I think I've got a square thing. You better get on that. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I also do a radio show every Wednesday on Stoke FM. That's mm-hmm. uh, largely the truth. You can listen to that at 8 p.m. Pacific every Wednesday. Uh, again, 92.5 Stoke FM if you're in the Revelstoke area or via the web at stokefm.com. Very and cool. That's my, your weekly trip through the soundtrack of my life. <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And I think that's going to do it. Yeah. So we'll be back in a little less than two weeks. This is sort of a weird stutter episode because we were uh, I was out of town. Yep. But uh, until then. Back into the darkness we go. With a capital K. Rubbing my nips. Oh, gross. <laughs> he actually did rub Yeah, I did, yeah. That's no. so disturbing. I was on the boat for St. Patrick's Day, and thank God, I despise St. Patrick's Day. I did a ghost walk on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, God, how was it that? It was a nightmare. I bet. Um, Not a big reader, folks. Nah, yeah, that's right. Pucks are for schmucks. Sorry, one sec. Please tell me it's recording. I think so. Oh, Lord. Is it? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, thank God.